Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. This is episode number 24, so it's almost halfway through the year. And how many of you have fallen off track with your goals? Today, we're gonna talk about three secrets to staying focused on your goals, especially after you've fallen off track to get back on track. Now, I have a special guest today. He's been doing an internship and being my assistant over the last year. His name's Hunter Lemonian. And actually, we got a really cool thing. I'm gonna introduce you to him more throughout the episode, and he's going to answer some questions of mine and everything. But we want to start with something special today. You may have heard me talk about the Legacy Jar before on an episode. I sell these. You can check them out on my website. But Hunter and I are going to answer just randomly a icebreaker-type question. So came up with this to help businesses and teams and families open up. So here we go. Um, Random question right here. Uh, Whatever it is, we don't know. So here's what it is. So what are you excited about doing tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. That's kind of an easy one. But um, go ahead, Hunter. You're first. And I, number one, I think I'm most excited to go swimming. I think the weather's been awesome outside. I'm going to take my daughter and my girlfriend, go swimming. It's going to be a blast. So, all right, cool. Well, Hey, I would say that I am excited about what am I excited about, man? I'm going to have my daughter all day tomorrow and she's going to be at home with me while I'm working, which actually makes everything better. So when I see clients and everything, and it's sunny and the pool as well is open. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the topic. Those are That was an easy question. I could have had a more difficult one, but today we're going to talk about something that's going to be very helpful. I'm Adam Gregg. I'm a life coach, mental health professional, been doing this over 20 years, helping people find transformational clarity and overcome their biggest fears is my passion in life. So, and I like to talk about things in such a fashion that you could explain it to a six-year-old and they would be able to understand. And I also like to talk about things that are challenges for me as well. And you know, this one is a challenge for me. It's been tough for me to stay focused on my goals. And I don't know necessarily why, except that, you know, it was a rough winter, cold. I've made a lot of different excuses, COVID, who knows, you know, I've just kind of been in a funk in a way. So it's easy to kind of get pushed back and all that. But I'm telling you, goal setting and getting focused and and right on track can make such a huge difference. In fact, as a family therapist for years, I would have clients, couples, people that are dating or families, have them set goals and say, what are our five-year goals as a family or two-year goals as a family? In fact, I'm going to link to a worksheet that I give couples. It's called Goals are Are a Friend of Marriage. You can check that out as well. So there's major benefits to setting goals and working on them, but they take really, it takes some hard work. I mean, it can be a challenge. We can really get thrown off like I have. And so what I find though, is that when people push through, because all of the coaching clients that I have, the last couple sessions generally are about goal setting and creating habits. And I have them set a lot of different goals and then whittle them down. It's tough work. I mean, it can take two to three hours to do this. 
a lot of resistance from it, but I've never had anybody actually say that it wasn't extraordinarily beneficial when they actually did it because they get that clarity as they go. So the first thing I want to mention too, is if you're interested and this is a real interesting resource to you, or this podcast is helpful, sign up for the newsletter. I mean, you get free 50 relationship building questions. And a lot of those questions are the same ones in the legacy jar. In fact, so they can help you lighten up, help groups lighten up connect. There's also life balance tips in there and then five days to overpowering anxiety. So the first secret, the first secret to, to refocusing, to getting focused back on your goals is to take some time and clarify them. I mean, I mentioned that quite a bit, but we have to take some time, use a tool, use a resource, but step back in some fashion and take time to clarify. And this is really important because we can get distracted. It's very easy to get distracted. I usually have clients, well, I'll tell you, um, I'll do this activity in sessions where I'll, in a session where I'll tell them, you have five minutes to come up with your top three goals. And then I'll tell them, well, now, okay, what are they? They'll tell me and share. And crazy thing is, is if I gave them five days or five weeks, a lot of times they're going to come up with the same goals that they actually came up with in five minutes because they're put on the spot, but they're not going to clarify them as much. So they still need time to work on it, but they're going to come up with something very similar in that process. And I like people to, I like to challenge people to set goals in seven different life areas. I mean, I've mentioned this before, and a lot of this podcast is going to be a refresher, and then I'm going to get some great information. We're going to get some great information from Hunter, but I'll tell you the goals that you want to set, you want to set them in all different, all seven different life areas. So financial, career, health, your social and fun area, intellectual area. You want to set them in your spiritual area as well. And you want them to be fairly balanced. So you don't want to have them all in one area and none in another. So, and a lot of that can be a challenge because it can be easier to set goals in certain areas than others. And then Another way to apply what I'm talking about here with clarification is to take take the time to recognize when fear is involved. Cuz cuz fear is our is not our friend. I mean fear is our foe. It's going to it's going to destroy us. It ruins more lives than anything, I'm convinced. So fear is what we want to tackle and face and I'll I'll tell you recognizing when we're listening to fear and when it's starting to drive us. I mean, it can be hard, but usually we recognize it in our body in some fashion. It's like our shoulders, our neck, our stomach. I mean, I get stomach aches when fear is driving me. I get distracted. I get headaches as well. I get tension in my shoulders. But we want to recognize it and then name it and say, there it goes again. You know, there's the fear again. I'm listening to fear again. That's not me. That's not truth. It's something different. And then we want to replace it. We want to fight it and face it. Something different. We if we breathe when we're afraid, if we just take the time to relax, take 10 deep breaths, really step back when we're afraid, then we're going to get some clarity and we're not going to let fear drive us because fear can make us set the wrong goals. You know, we set the wrong goals. We aim at the wrong thing. I mean, people can set a goal. It's really not theirs. I mean, they have a goal to be a dentist and they realize, you know, at age 50, that was their dad's goal. You know, or that was their uncle's goal. It really wasn't their goal, but they let this fear of letting people down, fear of people being disappointed, judgment or whatever, set their goals for them. So we want to recognize fear and we want to replace it, figure out a way to do so. And another thing I find very helpful is to ask reflection type questions. And if you want to get more information too, you can listen to nine mistakes, goal setting mistakes. That's episode 15 as well. But here's some reflection questions that can be really helpful if you want to take the time to step back and clarify your goals. What goals could improve my life balance? 
So shifting it in all different life areas, what dream, what's a dream that I don't want to let go? What changes to my life could I make to be more my authentic self? Do I have a problem I could set, turn into a goal, like a health or relationship challenge, something like that? Am I struggling with a life decision that I could make into a goal? So a career decision, a financial decision, a relationship decision, could I improve a, could improving a specific relationship become a goal? A spouse, a friend, your children, a relative. Is there something I want to change about myself? I can make a goal. So losing weight, not worrying, stop being controlling, forgive yourself. So this is Hunter. And, you know, I was so impressed with Hunter. He, about a year ago, actually in May of 2020, he called me up and he didn't know me. He had some exposure to me, just knew some things about Decide Your Legacy and everything. And he reached out and said, man, I just want to help. I want to be involved. And so he started doing an internship and just working with me. And he was not afraid to take risks. And what I noticed about him is that for his stage in life is just very driven and very focused. And so I thought it'd be great to have him on the show because he's a recent college graduate. He has over a year of experience working with me, working with Decide Your Legacy. And, and he has a lot to teach us, a lot, a lot we can learn because if he's going to give some insight into his generation, I'll give some insight into my generation when it comes to goal setting. So let's go ahead and start off. I got some questions for Hunter. So what Honor, do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that your generation makes when it comes to setting goals? Number one, I think we're so infatuated with short-term gratification. I think we want, you know, now. We're not we're not looking long term. And if we are looking long term, we seem we seem to get lost in the, you know, in that process. Um, exactly what you were talking about earlier, you know. Um, so setting some of those short-term goals seems to help, but getting lost in, you know, everything going on today, you know, wanting, wanting everything at once, you know, that's, I just feel that this generation really wants everything and they want it right now. So what are some other things that might be mistakes your generation makes? We get distracted easily on there. So mistakes as in, you know, maybe it's listening to the wrong sort of people. Maybe that's not going after what what your passions are. It's hard to be driven and have those goals that you're trying to reach when you really don't have that inner passion to want to want mm. to reach those goals. Mm. So. And, you know, something I mentioned as well is fear and how Hunter, I've seen him face fears in his life. So fear being a factor with goals a lot of times, how do you deal with the fear that, how do you face it, deal with it? Yeah, I think it's being comfortable comfortable in those situations. It's hard to put yourself in those fear, fearful situations when you're vulnerable. And, you know, even like today coming on this podcast, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's nerve wracking. You know, I have some anxiety about it, but there's something about taking that, that first step, taking that chance. And that's very motivating and highly gratifying to myself. So that helps me. I feel like stay motivated and Continuing to put myself in those situations, um, it seems to be easier each time I do it. So. so what's been a bad experience you've had reaching out and facing a fear? Oh, bad situation. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Or... Well, I, I think failure in any sense is embarrassing. I think I, that's that's no secret to anybody. Nobody's nobody's comfortable failing. You know, that's it's difficult. It's it's a it's a gut check. Um, especially as a prideful person that I am, you know, I want to succeed in everything. So does everybody, you know, nobody wants to be a failure, but 
when you're comfortable with what you're doing and you're doing it in the right way and you're, you are taking those risks, I think that's something long-term that I can look back and think if I didn't try, I think that would be more, Mm. more impactful than me trying and failing. Right. So, and that's the thing I've been so impressed about with Hunter is he's willing to be rejected because that is a huge fear, embarrassment. I mean, it's a huge fear of mine, probably my biggest fear. And I think it's really connected for me to things as a kid, but it, ultimately means like rejection, exclusion from the tribe. I'm going to be pushed away. So what do you, what kind of things do you tell yourself if you are rejected that help you cope with it? So like anything, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to be getting it right. And I think being comfortable with myself, like I said earlier, so knowing that rejection is okay, it's okay. And really I think about it like you're getting right back up on the horse. We're going, we're going to try again. You know, that's because if you don't, it's, it's easy to just stay in that. I know you talk about it a lot in those limiting mindsets. It's easy to get yourself in this situation where you're like, well, I'm, I'm never going to succeed again. Oh my gosh. I I, I failed three times. So there's no way I can succeed again, you know? Yeah. So taking that chance, it's that's, there's something just so gratifying to me that it's like, I'm going to, if, if I don't get it this time, that next time I'm going to get it. That it's, that's, it motivates me. That is a big deal. It's such an entrepreneurial trait. You know, I grew up with a dad in real estate and he would brag about his rejections, you know, commercial real estate. He, uh, he's, he's, he's an agent, you know, and still, still is a broker and still does that. He's in his eighties, but, but, you know, I, I never quite had that. I still struggle with that, but it's inspiring to hear someone like Hunter and just seeing him. And I mean, I've had to deal with rejection. I've seen that in people. I have a good friend. In fact, the guy that produces this podcast too, he seems to step out there and deal with rejection really well, inspires me as well. So, so that's the first thing right there. I mean, we got to step back, figure out a way to get some clarity and, you know, knowing that rejection is not going to kill us is a way to get some clarity because then we can be more creative. It's amazing how we aren't creative when we're anxious. Like fear just sucks the creativity out of us. So the next secret to clear, to focusing on your goals and refocusing on your goals is, is figure out, you know, a way to process through them and get some feedback on them. So you filter them. So like I said, I mean, with coaching clients, I get them to set a ton of goals in all seven different life areas, five-year, one-year, 10-year goals. And then they whittle them down to their top four to seven. But it is a filtering process that helps them. And so a filtering process can be using a tool like I have an assessment. You give it a score of one to six in each area based on, um, you basically give give each goal a score. So criteria one, is it intrinsic or is it extrinsic? And you get one point if it's intrinsic, means it comes from who you are inside of you. Criteria two, is it generous or selfish? You know, one point if it's generous, you know, is it giving back to other people or is it all about you? That kind of thing. Criteria three, is it approach oriented or avoidance oriented? You know, we're going to move towards something we want at a much higher rate. I mean, I think we're a hundred times more motivated to moving towards something we want than something we want to, that we really truly want than something we want to avoid. You know, like going swimming tomorrow, it's going to be easy for Hunter to do because he wants that. But if it was, you know, I don't know, studying, I mean, it may be, you know, or to not feel bad about doing something different, I mean, or avoiding something, it could be very different. So approach-oriented versus avoidance-oriented. Number four, harmonious versus conflicting. So is it, does it really, does it complement my other goals or is it conflicting with my other goals? 
is it energizing or is it draining? One point for energizing, one point for draining, and zero points for draining. And is it aligned or not aligned with your core, aligned with your core values, which I talked about in episode 23. So that's a filter. So you filter them through that way. And another way you want to clear, you want to process through your goals is to set smart goals. So I mean, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and I say smart C goals, time-based. And then the C is for challenging. So it's going to challenge us to do something different potentially or stretch us in some way. Because if, you know, we've always weighed one, you know, 90, it's not maybe going to be real challenging to weigh 188. So you're going to challenge yourself to go to the next level. So what I want to hear, got some more questions for Hunter right now. So Hunter, what is a, for you, what is a process that you use to clarify your goals? I think self-reflection, I think that's huge. I think finding, we touched on it earlier a little bit about finding your passions. My passions motivate me. Like I, I find, you know, it's kind of cliche, but what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, it's a simple question like that, that it really makes you look inward. For me, that helps clarify the long-term, what I want to be, and now let me work backwards. So let me work yeah. backwards. Let me, how do I get there? So that just kind of step-by-step process and in my head, it's like, okay, well, once I get this checked off, once I do this, then I can move on to the next one. Then I can move on mm-hmm. to the next. So what do you want to be when you grow up then? <laughs> I, uh, I personally want to be a sports counselor, psychologist, therapist. I, I want to work with athletes. So you're in the realm of working with a lot of families, marriages, individual clients. So I want mm-hmm. my clientele to be, um, I want to work with student athletes. So I want to work mm-hmm. at a university. I want to work with athletes that, you know, don't necessarily have those resources that we see older couples and families have. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to give Hunter a chance to let you connect with him. So he's actually just started grad school performance psychology. So really, really complements everything at Decide Your Legacy, just his direction as well. So another question for you is, so what are some of, what's one top personal goal and then one top professional goal that you have? I'll start with the professional goal. Now, and being around you and all the people and the coaching clients, I think my top professional goal is to make a, a livable wage, but just to want to go to work and to enjoy work every day. You know, as, as I've kind of gotten older, I've realized, you know, when I was a little, I wanted to be a professional baseball player and I wanted to make more money than anybody could imagine. But, you know, now I just see, I, w- I want to wake up every day and I want to enjoy going to work. I want to enjoy what I do. Mm. And it's somewhat hard to measure, but I think if I'm happy waking up, you know, five out of seven days or even every day, I think mm. that, that's a win in my books. Um, a top personal goal, I mean, that could, that could really look like anything. Probably being able to provide for my family, you know, in, in, if, in case they needed that. And, you know, being able to go on vacations if I wanted to, getting able to being able to travel. I think that family lifestyle, that's that's I I'm deeply rooted in that and mm-hmm. put a an emphasis on that. So personally, that's I, I just I just I really want that happy lifestyle. I hear from clients sometimes that it's harder for them to set goals in certain parts of their life. So maybe in the health area it might be a challenge or in the you know, financial area could be a challenge. So for you, Hunter, and maybe even just for your generation, are there areas that are more challenging than others to set goals or? I think, yeah, I think there is. Cause a lot of the times there is, there is uncontrollables. There, there's stuff that we can't control. 
So, you know, when I look at, you know, say, say you have that business, um, you know, side of your life, one of the seven that you touched on earlier, mm-hmm. you know, we're not always going to have the best boss in the world or the best manager. You know, we may, there's a lot of other applicants say we're applying for a job. We don't get it. We can't, we can't control what other people are doing in that side. So it's hard to you know, say, I want to be a professional baseball player. Like when I said, when I was little, well, mm-hmm. that's, is it controllable? There's things that I can control, but I can't control, you know, the decision of someone hiring me or drafting mm-hmm. me or putting me in the line, whatever that is, it's, it's hard to control that. So whether that's your business side, um, I think that's probably more challenging, easier for me. I think that health side and mm-hmm. fitness, um, speaking for myself, I've, and going back to the first question you asked me on my generation, it, there seems to be easier ways to reach some of your health goals. Um, but I also see a lot of more short-term goals in the health side. And then, you know, everyone's heard the January 1st, they start working out mm-hmm. and trying to get in shape. Well, then June 1st comes along and are we still working out? You know, how exactly. To, so it's, there, there is, there's some easier short-term, some long-term. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so we got, podcasts like this to inspire people to kind of get back on track. So how do you deal with, as I mentioned, going and talking to people about your goals helps you to filter them through, but it can also lead to situations where people are pressuring you. You know, they're saying this is what you should do or whatever. So how do you deal with other people's pressure? Maybe you don't have to deal with that, but how would you deal with it, Hunter? I think the other people's pressure, it comes back. I mean, I I, I sound like a broken record here, but it's it's really being comfortable with yourself. I think if you can be okay with, if you know that you're doing what the best that you can, you're if you know you're doing the right things, whatever steps that you think are necessary, then at the end of the day, I, I I'm okay with living with the results. You know, mm-hmm. even if they're not, even if they if I didn't succeed in what I was doing, mm-hmm. I know that I'm I'm giving it my all, and the biggest regret would being, well, I thought I should have done this, but I didn't. Mm. And that seems difficult to me. That's yeah. something that I think I would lose sleep over. Yeah. So sticking with your gut, what what you know, what you think's best. And I'm not saying it's not good to hear outside voices, you know, people mm-hmm. giving you advice. But at some point, you're the one that has to make those decisions. You're the one that has to live with those consequences. So it, mm-hmm. it should be your your best ideas and your your foot going forward. And that's the thing I want to highlight so much because that's the facing the fear and moving forward despite what other people say. And I can be the kind of person that probably at times wants to please and has trouble with that. And I don't listen to my own gut intuition. And with Hunter, I mean, I've been so, I've just watched him go and intentionally be willing to take steps regardless of what people think, which I think is so powerful and inspiring. So let's go ahead to the next secret to staying focused and refocusing on your goals. The next one is to establish habits, habits that we can consistently engage because without those habits, I mean, we're not going to, we're going to fade away. We're not going to do those things we know we want to do or need to do to actually reach our goals. I can get distracted. I would say with my generation, at least from the coaching that I'm doing, and I'm in my forties, the biggest distraction people have is just forgetting. I mean, they forget what they want because they're busy And they have this goal that they set when they had a moment of clarity, which you want to set your intentions when you're clear. 
mean, that's the time when you want to say, here's what I want to do. Here's what I don't want to do. You know, I had a client today, in fact, is going to be in a difficult business situation and he knew it was going to be stressful, could be challenged to compromise his values. And so he set his intentions now before he's in that situation this weekend, he was traveling out of town and I told him, I said, man, that's so awesome because you're much more likely to follow through when you're not put on the spot. You already decide in advance what you're going to do in advance. So we got to decide how we're going to engage our habits. Really important. Some ways you can apply this and do this. So I think a visual is so important. A vision board that you have, you could have a one-year goal vision board, a five-year goal vision board, get some pictures from a magazine. One of them could be, you know, a car you want to have or a new ring for your wife or whatever. It could be something that inspires you. You can have a vision board that actually has the goals written out. You could write them on your mirror. You could put them on the dash of your car, which I've done for years. Something that reminds you of that goal so you can engage in it consistently. An if-then plan I find extremely helpful, which means like if this one obstacle happens, which they will, then I'm going to engage in this way to overcome the obstacle. So like it's a plan to handle something in advance that you know is probably going to actually happen. Give you some examples here. So a client has a goal of making two new friendships in a six-month period. What's the main obstacle? Biggest obstacle is my own fear of rejection. People will look down on me like something is wrong with me. How can I overcome it? And so her answer was to get some accountability. So I'll tell a coworker that I have this struggle. He'll ask me about it. And, you know, how will it impact me? How will reaching this goal impact me? That can be very helpful, motivating. It'll prove to me that I can do something, get something that I'm, face something I'm terrified of. What's one action I can take where well, I can research hobbies and clubs and and groups where I can engage my hobbies, where I could meet two new friends. So another one, if then plan. So what's the main obstacle? This one, his goal, Ben, was to get three new clients a month. Great goal. Um, what's the main obstacle? Getting distracted is what he said. Focusing on my marketing plan and not getting sidetracked. How can I how can I overcome that? He put posting it in my car could be a way he overcomes it to see it consistently. How will this impact me and others? Well, it'll prove to myself that I can focus. What's one action I can take? He said to actually follow up for a day on his marketing checklist. So take it one day at a time, just have one successful day. That's an if then plan. And then another thing that I find extremely helpful is um, that's actually, I'm sorry, that's, that's a, that's an ops. That's how you overcome your obstacles. That's a different, different than an if then plan. I'm kind of confusing. An if then plan is a, is a way to incorporate a habit into your life based on a trigger. So if it's 6 a.m., then I work out because working out is your goal. Or, you know, if it's the end of the day, then I am, you know, reading for 30 minutes because reading for 30 minutes every day is a goal that you have. So you create a trigger in your life, which can be multiple things. It could be a friend calling you. It could be a time of day. It could be, you know, wrapping up the workday. You could plug it into your phone, but some kind of trigger that gets you to actually focus on that goal. So um, those are some things that can help you to get in to establish some habits. Well, tell me, Hunter, what are some of the distractions that you face and how do you overcome them? Biggest distraction for me is that life balance that you touched on. If I set that health and fitness goal, you know, am I taking away some, something is still calling me, some other aspect of my life, my family, work, spiritual, something I have to be in a position that I can still give the necessary um, attention towards that goal and not be sidetracked by everything else calling me in my life. Now, if that goal is taking too much away from those aspects, 
then maybe that goal is not a healthy goal. Maybe that's not, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's best for us. Um, mm-hmm. That and the people you hang around, you know, if you, if the negative people that are in your ear, you know, maybe it's someone telling me, oh, there's no way you could do that. Or they're, they're like, it's just, it's not attainable. Or why would you even try? And I mean, if you're passionate about that, that, that hurts that, you mm-hmm. know, that, that sticks with you and the people that you're around, they really, that's really as good as you're going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it's, they're setting your limiting mindset for you. So mm-hmm. it's important to be around people that support your goals and want to help lift you up and help you reach those goals. So getting away from that negative crowd or, you know, the crowd that doesn't think you can do it or wants to feel sorry for themselves and, mm-hmm. and they're stuck in that, uh, you know, in the ground and they can't take that first step. It's, it really is, I don't know. It's just, there's something about how it attracts. It's like that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that confidence it attracts towards the people. And so how do you, if you have a negative person in your life, like someone in your family that's discouraging you from certain goals and you know, they're full of it, you know, they're full of crap. How do you deal with that? You know, it takes a lot of courage, but at some point, I think you, I think you stand up for yourself. You tell them, you know, it, and there may be more passive ways to go about it, but I think state your intentions. I mean, you, if you have that goal and you're passionate about it, there shouldn't be anybody that's getting in your way, especially if it's a healthy habit, you know, and mm-hmm. what you're wanting to accomplish. I mean, I think if you want to come with me and you want to be a part of this uh, journey as I reach my goals, then come on. But if not, then it's, you know, I mm-hmm. don't personally, I don't want that negative energy around me while I'm striving to reach those goals. So have you had people that, I mean, can you think of examples in your life where someone's just, you don't have to give names, yeah. but like, you know, you've had a goal and they've just totally squashed it. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily totally, you know, said there's no way you could do that. But I think like anyone, I know for a fact, not everyone out there wants me to, you know, be yeah. successful in, in my yeah. life. You know, yeah. people, people tend to want to see, see you fail. They want to, it makes, yeah. you know, it, it, I don't know if there's something about it makes them feel better or what it is. Cause you know, they may be stuck themselves, but 100% there's people all the time growing up that they don't want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. It's that's, so that's their only way to, you know, I don't know if it's bringing you down and bringing them back towards them or yep. whatever it is, but yep. it's hard to separate. It is. It's tough because a lot of times that negativity is really subtle. It's just, they don't, and you get, you're excited about something and then they, yep. you know, just act like a butt, you know yeah. what I mean? But they're not necessarily rude or mean, but it's just this subtle kind of energy. Yep. It's the energy around you know? it. Yeah. yeah. You, and you pick up on that and it, it's discouraging. It is, especially when yep. you're excited about and passionate about something. And that's super important when you hire someone to help you, you know, an accountant, an attorney, a coach, a therapist, you know, you get the vibe that they want to help you succeed. It's going to come out of them. And that's something I love too about hunters. He's positive and hopeful. And that's a core value of Decide Your Legacy is to be hopeful. Always hope, you know, even in the most discouraging situations, which people have. So another question for you, Hunter, is how do you stay focused on your goals? I mean, what process do you use? Yeah. So there's two types of goals for me. What I like to break it down is, you know, very simple. You have your short-term goals. Or here, I'll put it this way. You have your long-term goal that you wanna you wanna attain. And then what I touched on earlier about kind of backtracking, that's how I do that with short-term goals. So mm-hmm. I set up my short-term goals to help me reach my long-term goal. 
you know, because it, it's hard early on when you when you first set that long term goal. It's it seems like that there's it's never going to come. It's so far down the road. I can't even, you know, it's like starting a, a marathon. You, know, mm-hmm. you, you it's like you want to put your head down and just you got to start. And once you start, you know, you got to reach that first mile. And that's how I look at my short term goal. It's like every short term goal is just a new mile for me. So mm. as soon as I can knock that first short term goal out. I'm looking towards that second short-term goal. And and once you start knocking those short-term goals out, once you start finding yourself a little success in an area, it's it's easy then to just kind of keep that ball rolling and to keep going with things and before you, before you know it, you know, you're my you know, my my long-term goal when I started was I know I wanted to graduate. That was my mm-hmm. that was a big goal of mine, you know. I I was playing baseball, I had school, I was working for you and it was easy for me to get distracted and get lost in that. Like, how am I going to do that? But, you know, just one short term, you know, one weekly goal or one goal for the day that I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to graduate this past spring and here we are. So, I mean, it's, it's just taking a step by step. And those consistent things that I would see Hunter plug into his schedule, like we'd meet every Wednesday. We'd meet every Wednesday for the most part, just process through things, stay tr- stay on track with goals. And I know that's helpful for me. I mean, even things where I process through things with a buddy for five minutes can sometimes be just what I need to stay focused, but great feedback there. And so what are ways you reward yourself, Hunter? Because I think rewarding yourself is another great thing to keep you focused on your goals. And by the way, there's going to be a link to great, excellent uh, goal reward ideas. And there also is going to be a link in this podcast to examples of goals in each life area. So it's a sample sheet. It can kind of stir your thinking and help you brainstorm some goals. So how do you reward yourself? You know, sometimes it's, it's good to take a step back. So when I had those short-term goals, whether it was, you know, completing a, a class throughout the week or taking a big test or writing a big paper, there was something satisfying of just like not having to worry about it and just taking it, like taking a step back from it. And that reward for me was not having that stress and that anxiety of, Oh, I got it. I I still have to finish it. I still have to finish it. You know, and that, that, that was huge for me. And, you know, whether that's hanging out with my friends or, you know, you know, going to a movie with my girlfriend, something of that sense where it's nice to just be able to step away. And that w- th- those were the rewards that I would do. So. Do you keep those in mind while you're working on a goal? Like, this is how I'm going to reward myself when I'm done? You know, not necessarily. There's some, I think for some goals you can, you know, I think if it's, if it's a big goal that you're reaching, then yeah, you know, whatever you're passionate about, go do it. You know, that's, re- it, it should feel good. And I think there is something to say about completing a, a difficult task, especially one that, you know, you probably weren't too excited to get started on. Mm-hmm. It, it's nice to make yourself, you know, let yourself enjoy doing difficult things. So how do you do, how do you in, let yourself enjoy doing something that's fear inducing on doing? So you're saying something that's, you know, that's hard, you know, like it's hard that you could fail at and like yeah. you're saying, enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I can just hear people thinking, how do you enjoy something that's that scary? Yeah. Well, I think at the end, knowing that you could have taken the easy way out, I think there's something to go along mm-hmm. with, you know, you made that hard decision to go yeah. do that fear, that fearful task or yeah. that fearful decision that it was hard to make. That takes courage. And I think yeah. there's something with, you know, 
being courageous and doing not doing what's easiest but doing mm. what's best and there's something that like you need to need to know that if you know my dad always said if it was easy everybody would do it that's right and i know it's 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 so simple but it's true you know so it's it's hard to or it's easy to stay in those, you know, that same task that you're doing every day. It's it's easy to stick in that same schedule. So just feeling good about getting out, doing something different, doing something challenging. I think that in itself is going to be extremely helpful, just hearing something like that. Because what I want you to do now as we wrap up, just think about what insight did you gain today? You know, what did you hear Hunter say? What did you hear shared today of these secrets to staying focused this mid-year, you know, what's one thing that you, one insight you gained that was inspiring? And sometimes that inspiration, we feel it differently, but, and then what action are you going to take based on that? Are you going to, you know, face a fear and actually enjoy it? Are you going to do something that's challenging? Are you going to spend some time to set some goals? Are you going to post them somewhere? Are you going to talk to a friend about them? Filter them. And by the way, that filter is actually going to be linked in the podcast as well. Those ways to assess your goals. If you found this helpful though, I will tell you, this information, subscribe to the podcast, check it out. Give me some reviews. That really helps. So subscribe to the newsletter, decideyourlegacy.com, decideyourlegacy.com. You'll get those 50 excellent relationship building questions, those 12 life balance tips, and then seven days to overpowering anxiety as well. And then you can purchase a product called Tune Up for Life. So if this was inspiring, there's a whole two different sections in this product you can purchase. And um, the benefit of that is, you know, you're going to go deeper. You know, people that complete Tune Up for Life, you know, they go deeper, they clarify things and it propels them to face these fears and actually go to the next step. They're investing in themselves. So I see life transformations, life clarity out of purchasing and now going through the Tune Up for Life process. So and love to have one of our coaches help you with that as well. So make a decision today, apply something you learned, you decide your future, you decide your legacy. No one else, as Hunter said, face your fears, move forward, despite what people think. I mean, for me, the most inspiring thing was hearing Hunter say, you gotta just be true to yourself, regardless of what people think. You know, you gotta be willing to say, you know, regardless, I'm gonna honor this thing inside me to move forward. You decide your legacy, no, no one else. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network, for more information, visit ictpod.net.